Most people talk about trust as if it's universal or it's fixed. Everything I read about trust talks about these are the things that you must do to be trusted or these are the things that would indicate to you if you can trust another person. Well, trust is not universal. Trust is not fixed. And in this episode, I will show you four ways in which trust and trustworthiness, not only that they're not universal, but they're rather relative. I will take you through the first four, uh, four laws of trust that I have discovered. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of The Trust Show. I'm your host, Yoram Solomon, a researcher of trust and the author of The Book of Trust. In this educational podcast, I will challenge you to think differently about trust through the eight laws of trust and the six components of trustworthiness. I will share my own stories, experiences of others, trust research, and sometimes I will just reflect on a news item. Through all of those, I will show you how to build trust, be trusted, and know who to trust. Because the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? First of all, I want to clarify that trust is really something that happens between every two people, and it happens between every two people individually. So whenever we talk about the, tr- the level of trust in a team or in an organization, we really talk about the aggregate levels of trust between every two people in that organization. And you'll see later that I'm actually even talking about every two people having two trusting relationships in each direction. But I'll get there. What this means is that two people will have two trusting relationships. Three people will have six trusting relationships between them that define the overall level of trust. So if we have three people, A, B, and C, then how much does A trust B or A trust C? How much does B trust A or B trust C? And how much C trusts A or C trusts B? There is a total of six trusting relationships. If you had four people, then you would have 12 different trusting relationships. The mathematical formula would be that if you have an N number of people, then the total number of trusting relationships will be N times N minus one. I don't want to get too mathematical on you, but I wanted to be very clear that trust builds between two people and separately in each direction, and it's not an overall thing. And this is important as I talk about the relativity of trust. Okay, all trust, all of those relationships are different, and that leads me to the first law of trust. So I'll talk about the first law of trust. We typically look at trust as binary. I trust you, or I don't trust you. You have the question, do you trust me? Can I trust you? Can I trust him? Or can I trust her? And the answer is really yes or no to a question like this. So, you know, when I do my workshops, uh, I often start, when I get to talk about this first law of trust, I start by asking people to lend me $20 because uh, unfortunately it does happen to me that I forget my wallet at home. And when I forget my wallet at home, I may not have $20 that I need for either gas or for parking to get out of the parking lot. 
Well, I ask uh, how many of the how many of you are willing to lend me $20 and I promise I'll take your name, I'll take your address and as soon as I get home, I will put a $20 bill in an envelope and I'll mail it back to you so you'll get your $20 back. Well, how many of you are willing to do that, to lend me $20? It depends on a lot of things and I'm not getting into that. I'll get into that when I talk about the six components of trustworthiness and that's probably going to be in the second season of this podcast. But uh, typically, I, I get a lot of people to raise their hands. And remember, the, it, it's tied to the possible uh, the, the possible negative consequences. And, and I talked about that when I defined what trust is, and trust is your willingness to accept the possible negative consequences of giving control over something you have to another person, expecting them to do their best to minimize those negative consequences or eliminate them. And the negative consequences, if I ask you to lend me $20, is really that you're $20 short. That's it. Uh, nothing more. And uh, then I asked, so a lot of people raise their hands when I asked uh, if, if they are willing to give me, uh, to lend me $20. Well, then I asked about $100. And you can assume that about half of those hands go down because uh, for quite a few people, $100 becomes significant. And uh, the negative consequences of losing $100 are significantly more. And then I ask about 1000 And typically, only someone who really knows me would say, yeah, I'll lend him uh, $1,000. And uh, I know that he's going to send it back. I trust that he is going to send it back. So there are different levels of trust that are required here. Think about this. How, how much do you need to trust someone uh, if you want to trust them with your life? Or even worse than that, uh, a life of uh, your son or your daughter. And, and I remember whenever, uh, whenever, when I took my daughter uh, to see a surgeon, I had to think about, do I trust this surgeon? And the level of trust that I wanted to have in that surgeon or needed to have was much higher because the possible negative consequences to me was significantly higher. So trust is really relative. And this is where I'm going to start talking about the relativity of trust. Trust is really relative to the possible negative consequences of abusing that trust or breaching that trust. When I ask you, do I trust you or, or do you trust me? I really should ask a different question. It's not binary. I should really ask, how much do you trust me? Or I should ask myself, how much do I trust you? And that is the first law of trust. That trust is continuous. I, I really like to look at this, uh, at the, the analogy of the uh, sport of pole vaulting. And if you think about pole vault, uh, what you do is you really need to clear the bar or not clear the bar. But the question really is how high the bar is. So when we ask that question that appears to be binary, do I trust you or not? Do you trust me or not? Can I trust somebody else or not? I really need to first decide where I put that bar and only then do I uh, then I would ask, do I trust that person or can that person trust me higher than that bar or lower than that bar? So trust law, tr uh, trust law number one is that trust is continuous. Trust law number two. 
And I'll start with the story again. Uh, one day I was trying to explain this this law to someone in an event in Houston. And I asked him, uh, what car does he drive? And, and he told me that he had just bought a Mercedes E-Class 350 just a couple of months ago, which was perfect for my story. And uh, I asked him if he would give me the key to drive his car because I want to buy a Mercedes E350 and I just wanted to get a sense of what this car drives like. By the way, I don't want to drive a Mercedes E350. Don't have anything against them, just don't want this car. Drive a Jeep, love the Jeep. So I asked, uh, would you let me uh, drive the car? And he said, no, I don't know you. I, I don't know if you're gonna run away with my car or, or whatever you're gonna do to my car even though the car is insured. So I changed the story. I said, what happened? What would have happened if you had injured yourself somehow? I don't know, broke broke your leg. And uh, you would be taken to a hospital. And this parking lot here is not where you want to leave your brand new Mercedes E350 for the night. Do you want me to take the keys and drive the car to your home? He said, sure. So I asked him, what changed? I'm the same person. You don't know me for longer than you did before. I'm not more trustworthy than I, I was before. And the answer is that the, con the context has changed. The context of that trusting relationship has changed. It forced you into a place where a, an even lower level of trust was okay, where before that same level of trust was not enough to let you give me my car. When you trust a surgeon to operate on you or, or on your son or daughter, you trust them to do something very specific. You trust them to operate. You don't trust them to play golf. You don't trust them to cover your back during a military action. Trust is contextual, and that's one other instantiation where trust is relative. Trust is relative because it is contextual. It depends on the context. So the question I need to ask myself is not whether I trust you, it's whether I trust you to do what? To do something. And if you trust me, it's not whether you trust me or not, it's whether you trust me to do something. Trust is relative because trust is contextual, and that's the second law of trust. Now let's talk about trust law number three. And I'll start again with a story. My Both my daughters uh, are in college. Actually, one just graduated college. But when they were in college and they were about to take classes to register for classes, I noticed that they were looking at a website called Rate My Professors. And in that website, what they saw were reviews, anonymous reviews by students who attend, had attended classes given by the professors that they were about to take classes with. And based on the reviews by previous students, they decided whether this is going to be a class that's worth taking or not. And I thought that was brilliant. But then I also realized that I am an adjunct professor in a university. And I wonder, do I have a Rate My Professors page? So we looked, and sure enough, I do. 
And I started looking at the reviews. There were uh, 20-something reviews. And I looked at one that, that I'm going to read to you word for word. It First of all, it ranks me 5 out of 5. It says that I'm awesome. And uh, the text of that review was, Professor Solomon is awesome. I really enjoyed his class and lectures. If you're interested in starting a business, this class is a great intro as it focuses specifically on building out a business plan. He gives good feedback and his lectures apply to his assignments. He is very clear and gives good direction. Isn't that a great review? So you think that I'm telling you this review to brag? Well, okay, maybe I do just a little or that, that I'm giving you this review because I want to encourage you to sign up for my classes. Well, that would be a good reason too. But really, the reason I'm giving you this review is because I want to read to you the next review that I found. The next review that I found gave me a rate, an overall rate of one out of five. Just so that you know, you can't give a zero. One is pretty much the lowest grade or rating that you can give a professor. One out of five. It said that I'm awful. I'll read the text. This course was mostly about his own accomplishments rather than a broader view of peer-reviewed techniques of success. In parentheses, he uses his own self-published works as material. Close parentheses. His attitude was condescending, arrogant, but he's an easy grader. So at least there is one good thing there. Why did I compare these two? I compare these two because when I look at the date that they were given, when I look at the classes for which they were given, I saw something very interesting. They were, they were both given by two students who attended the same class at the same time. I wasn't teaching that class more than once in that one semester. And both students attended the same class. I was the same how could they give me such different reviews? And the reason is because trust is personal. What clicked very well with one student did the opposite with another student. Trust is personal. Trust law number three. Trust is relative in that it is personal. So when I ask myself, uh, am I to be trusted or can you be trusted? The question I need to ask or the other part of that question is trusted by whom? Because you can be trusted by one person and not trusted by another. Just like I was, we can say, trusted by one student and not by another based on how they saw me in class. Trust is personal for every person in every separate relationship. The fourth law of trust is, is actually pretty simple. Uh, trust is asymmetrical. When you board a plane, do you trust the pilot to fly the plane? Does that mean that the pilot needs to trust you to fly the plane? You know how we say that trust is a two-way street? Trust is a two-way street, but it's a two-way street in that there is a level of trust that you have in the other person, and there is a level of trust that the other person have in you. Those two levels don't have to be the same. One person, the other person may trust me more than I trust them. 
or they may trust me less than I trust them. Trust is a two-way street, but it's not a symmetrical two-way street, which leads once again to the fact that trust is relative. No, the pilot does not need to trust you as much as you trust them to land the plane. The pilot probably needs to trust you to keep quiet in your seat while you don't necessarily need to trust them to do the same. Trust law number four, trust is asymmetrical. It's time to summarize this episode. Trust is relative. It is not universal. It is not fixed. It is unique for every relationship between every two people. And it is even different in each direction of the relationship between those two people. I gave you four laws of trust, my first four out of eight laws of trust. Throughout the rest of the episodes, I will go by the other through the other laws of trust. But the first four are trust law number one trust is continuous. It is not binary. Trust law number two, trust is contextual. Trust law number three, trust is relative and personal. And trust law number four, trust is asymmetrical. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll make sure to answer it or find the answer to it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. That's Y-O-R-A-M at thetrustshow.com. If you like this podcast episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get new episodes. Rate it. Write a review for this podcast because those ratings would help others who are looking for a podcast just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my online course at trustedatwork.com. Find my books on Amazon or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening.